you're listening to the rpetshealth.com podcast and I'm your host Dr Alex Avery. On this show I bring you pet health discussions that allow you and your pet to live a healthier, happier life. Remember too you can call into the show on the anchor.fm app if you have any comments or questions. So let's get started. There's so much that can be done for your arthritic cat or dog that does not involve giving them drug medication and every holistic treatment plan should include some or all of the things that I'll discuss with you today. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Avery from rpetshealth.com helping you and your pet to live a healthier, happier life. And welcome to the second video in this arthritis series. If you haven't checked out the first video yet where I explain what arthritis is, what signs may indicate that your pet has arthritis and how we go about diagnosing it, then that can be followed in the link below. A lot of people want to know if there's anything that can be done for their pet with arthritis that doesn't involve giving them drugs, and the short answer is yes, absolutely. While drugs are by far and away the most effective form of treatment, there are plenty of other options that can either delay slightly the need to start them or can mean that we get away with giving a lower dose or fewer of them. Once a diagnosis of arthritis has been reached, a long-term structured treatment plan needs to be formulated. We need to keep in mind that we're treating rather than curing the condition, as well as the fact that arthritis is a progressive disease. This means that what may work at first will need tweaking and changing as our pet ages. Now is also a good time to take some baseline bloods and urine tests. We do this for two reasons, and the first of these is that our arthritic patients are generally older, and so there's always the possibility that they may be suffering from other conditions, and it'll be good to know about these before treatment started. The second reason is that in rare instances, and I'll discuss this later, a patient may experience a significant drug side effect, and this initial blood test will provide a baseline against which future monitoring tests can be compared. Now a treatment plan is not just a case of starting a single medication and continuing with it indefinitely. Instead, a holistic approach needs to be taken, and this involves the process of evaluating many different options and introducing those felt best suitable to each individual cat or dog. There's no one-size-fits-all approach, and it's only after a considered discussion between you and your vet that an appropriate strategy can be decided upon. Now this treatment plan will likely consider the individual's lifestyle, their exercise and living arrangements, nutrition, dietary supplementation, and only finally drug therapy. Okay, so let's work through the list of non-drug options available and how they may form part of an overall approach to the management of arthritis. Some options you're likely to be very familiar with, while others you might not have considered at all. One of the most important, if not the most important treatments for arthritis is weight loss in those patients who are overweight or obese. We know that a weight loss of as little as 6% can result in a significant improvement in comfort levels in our overweight arthritic pets. The more they lose, the more comfortable they get. This improvement may be enough to avoid the need for multiple drug treatments, and so it's an ideal first step. Weight loss will also improve the health of our arthritic pets in many other ways too. If you want to know more about cat and dog obesity, if you want to learn how to tell if your pet is overweight in the first place, discover the implications of being overweight, and more importantly, how to get your pet to successfully lose weight, then be sure to watch my related body condition scoring and obesity videos linked below. Now next on the list comes exercise and physical therapies. We know that an excess of exercise will make an arthritic individual more stiff and painful, but conversely, no exercise at all, it will result in them seizing up and likely gaining weight, so we need to strike a good balance with this. Now this may be 40 minutes off a lead twice a day for some, but it may be limited to 10 minutes three times a day and on a lead in others. What should certainly be avoided though in any arthritic patient is those one-off days of really extreme exercise, such as the dog who stays in the house all week, but then goes on a 10 kilometer run with their owner at the weekends. They'll probably enjoy it at the time, but they'll certainly suffer over the following days. 
Now it's the impact and stresses on the joints caused by exercise that's responsible for making things worse. And so we should avoid high impact activities such as ball chasing where really rapid acceleration, quickly changing direction and sudden stops and jumping all increase the forces on a joint massively. Now for cats this may mean that chasing a mouse on a string is okay, but flying around the room after a laser is just too much for them. There are also other ways of providing low impact exercises, with perhaps the best one being hydrotherapy, with physiotherapy and massage therapy also helping to maintain muscle condition and also help to prevent the range of motion of a joint from reducing. Now these exercises and stretches are best formulated by consulting with a specific veterinary physiotherapist, who will likely come up with an exercise plan best suited to your individual pet. This therapy it will also have an impact on comfort levels and so help to reduce again the need for additional drug treatment or allow a lower dose of these drugs to be used. So up next on the holistic treatment plan is environmental management. Now these are generally quick and cheap solutions that can really greatly add to an arthritic animal's well-being. When thinking about these changes, put yourself in your pet shoes and you'll see how much difference they could make. So let's start with bedding. Now warm, soft, thick bedding, it will reduce pressure on painful joints and help prevent them seizing up after rest. Beds with a soft lip that are still easy to get into will help contain that warmth and so reduce drafts which will further improve their benefit. And along the same lines, insulating and draft proofing the bedding area, be that in the house or in a kennel outside, are simple changes that can have a huge impact. Along the same lines, using heat packs on the affected areas can help ease the symptoms of arthritis. Heat helps as it causes the dilation of blood vessels, and this increases the oxygen and nutrient delivery to the joint, as well as the surrounding tissues, which eases stiffness and encourages healing. Heat itself can also reduce the transmission of pain signals directly to the brain. Any heat packs used should be warm, but not so hot as to cause discomfort or even burns in some cases. And it also needs to be in place for around 15 to 30 minutes to really make a difference to the deeper structures within the joint. Now conversely, in an acute injury, or if there's a sudden deterioration in our arthritic patients, cold packing should be used for the first few days. Now this will limit swelling and inflammation in the first place before then applying heat over the following days. Now the final consideration for environmental management is the fact that jumping, steps, and also uneven ground can pose problems to our arthritic patients. Now this means that other modifications to their environment to consider they include having ramps to get upstairs or into the car, if you have an arthritic cat, then having bedding, food and water options all in accessible locations is really important. Ensuring cat flaps are appropriate located is vital. And finally, using shallow rather than deep litter trays that are in easy accessible locations can help prevent unwanted accidents. Now dietary supplementation may be the next addition to the treatment plan. Now the best of these are certainly the essential fatty acids. Omega-3 fatty acids, which are also known as EPA and DHA, are the first group of supplements to consider. These omega-3 fatty acids, they're really well recognized for their anti-inflammatory effect, and so reducing the inflammation pain levels. These fatty acids are found in various oils, such as fish oils like cod liver oil and flaxseed oils. And they're also added in specific ratios to prescription joint diets. And there is very good evidence that these diets significantly improve comfort and mobility in our arthritic cats and dogs. And as such, they can be recommended to any arthritic animal. In fact, when considering all of the nutraceuticals or dietary supplements that are available, it's these diets for which there is the best evidence of a positive effect. It's worth mentioning at this stage that if your pet is being fed one of these diets, then there's probably unlikely any benefit to providing an extra dose of fish oil. And in fact, doing so, it may actually reduce the benefit by changing the fatty acid ratio it contains. Okay, so next up, we've got greenlit muscle extracts as well as glucosamine and chondroitin supplements. And these are the major dietary supplement considered by most people. 
Now what may be surprising is that the evidence behind these is actually less strong than you might imagine, with there being a lot of contradictory studies, with any potential benefits seen being much more modest. So glucosamine and chondroitin are components of normal healthy cartilage and joint fluid, and the theory is that by supplementing them, we're providing the body with the building blocks to optimise joint health. The plus points of glucosamine and chondroitin supplements is that they're very well tolerated with no significant side effects, apart from cost. If any benefit is going to be seen, then it can take some time. So if this treatment option is explored, then it's important that enough time is given for benefit to be appreciated. Now this may be for as long as three months or more. Now I personally feel that some individuals benefit from these supplements and some supplements are probably better than others. But in many or most instances, there's either no improvement or it's of minimal benefit. All this means that while they can be worth trying, where funds are limited, they're probably better spent on different options that undoubtedly work better. Also, if an arthritic animal is on one of these supplements but still showing signs of pain, then they should either be switched to a more effective treatment or another treatment should be given at the same time as them. Polysulfated glycosamine and glycans are another option for the treatment of arthritis. These are found in such things as Cynovan and Cartrophen, and I tend to think of these as injectable supplements. Now this drug is said to stimulate new cartilage matrix to be produced while at the same time slowing down the ongoing breakdown as well as improving blood supply to the joint. It's administered as an injection and given once a week for four weeks, with this treatment course then lasting for up to 12 months, although generally it's much less than this. There are also various strategies being used for long-term treatment. The data sheet and the drug company typically suggest always using the drug in a course of four injections. However, it's frequently used differently, such as with monthly top-up injections being given, depending on an individual's response and pain levels. Now, this is one drug where veterinary experience can be a bit mixed, with some vets claiming an excellent result and others seeing minimal improvement when used in their patients. The published evidence also is varied. One literature review summarises there being either weak to no evidence to support its use, while others report at most a moderate comfort level that polysulfated glycosaminoglycans have any benefits in the treatment of our arthritic patients. Personally, I found results to be very much hit and miss, with those patients more likely to respond being in the earliest stages of disease. It's certainly also possible that this improvement really relates more to the placebo effect or due to other management strategies started at around the same time as the injection course. Again though, this option is very well tolerated with side effects being very rare. It is said to have anticoagulant properties, so stopping the blood from clotting, and it should certainly be used with caution in any animal with bleeding tendencies. However, in all likelihood, the risk is likely tiny. Now there are other what I will call alternative treatment options available that may or may not be beneficial, and these include acupuncture, laser therapy, and stem cell treatment. Let's just say that the jury is still out on these. Acupuncture may have a slight benefit, although much of this could be due to the placebo effect. Laser therapy seems to be a growing trend. Although personally, I've yet to see anything that convinces me that any claimed effect is real, and again, not just wishful thinking. Studies are limited, but a recent review on human knee osteoarthritis concluded that low-level laser therapy was ineffective, and so the likelihood is that in our dogs the problem is the same. Stem cell therapy is also starting to take off, both in human and veterinary medicine. Now this is a cutting-edge technique, and while earlier reports are very promising, we're still very much in the early days of this treatment. This means that we're still working out if it actually works, and if so, what the best way to collect these cells are, as well as what the best route is, what the best dose is, and how often we need to give this treatment. By all means, consider this treatment option if it's available to you, but be aware that the risks and the benefits are still relatively uncertain. In a few years' time, I suspect that it might be we're using this treatment on a much more regular basis, but we're just not there yet, so watch this space. 
Okay, so as you can see, there's still so much that we can be doing for arthritic patients that doesn't involve giving them drugs. Now these strategies, they don't replace the need for painkilling medication, but they might delay the need for it to start with, or they might allow a lower dose or fewer drugs to be used. With arthritis being a progressive disease though, it's likely that further treatment will be needed sooner or later. So I really hope today's topic has helped you. Please call into the show at anchor.fm. I would really love to hear from you. If you'd like more information on anything I've discussed, then head over to ourpetshealth.com. And if it's your first time listening, also think about signing up to my website newsletter to make sure that you never miss out on future content and allow me to continue to help you and your pet to live healthier, happier lives. So until next time, I'm Dr. Alex from Our Pets Health, because they're family.